morning and happy Tuesday. This is Megan Suber with the Town of Mooresville coming to you live from WSIC Studios with Mayor Miles Atkins. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Um, we had a situation last night. Before we get started in our show, I definitely want to make mention of it. Um, we had a what looks like a house explosion up in Mooresville um, off of the point on Barber Loop. And want to give a huge shout out to all the first responder personnel. There were many, many agencies that responded to that. And even though this wasn't Mooresville Fire Rescue's jurisdiction, right. we did, of course, respond to assist because we're a large agency and have a lot of assets. And, you know, that's what you do when you're a first responder agency. You assist your local agencies when there are big incidents. And this was a big incident. Um, I'm sure pe- and many of our listeners have uh, heard about it, seen it on the news, but just um, shout out to all the first responders that worked that call. Uh, we appreciate your dedication. Um, know that they are still investigating yep. the cause of it and thoughts and prayers go out to Absolutely. families that are affected, even neighbors that are affected in that area as well. Um, so... <laughs> Well, that's one good thing. That's one, <laughs> that was not one show, good thing, but, but, but uh, well, let's let's bring it back up and, and talk about one good thing. What's one good thing that you have um, happened since last week or heard about since last well, week? Well, it just happened this morning, actually. Really? Um, I got to take my granddaughter, who's four and a half, to uh, preschool today. She was so excited. Was it her first to, day ever? No, not her first day ever, but just I normally don't. Don't take her, and so she was just so proud and excited that uh, I went with her to drop her off at preschool today. Did you get to do the full walk-in and yeah. say hey and to the teachers? I did, and she was just she was just glowing. And then, so it's just the small things, it the is little the things, things to see how much joy that she had, and, and it brought a lot of joy for me. So that's that's my one good thing. That's awesome. That that fills me up I, as having a nine-year-old now. I don't have that anymore. It's, it's not totally cool. different. It's totally not different cool. when it's the grandkids, not, not being a parent. <laughs> that is true. So my one good thing, um, we announced this morning that, or MPD announced this morning that last week, um, Captain Rhonda Faust got the FBI Lita Trilogy Award for completing 120 hours of continuing education. Oh, she is. And she's such an asset to MPD. So congratulations, That's Captain fantastic. Faust. Yep, great news. For all you did um, and continue to do to serve the department. Coming up, I hear that we have a special visit coming in October for some far away but yet connected and close by uh, members of our community. Yes, we do. Uh, the Lord Mayor from Ockenheim, Germany is coming. That's amazing. He's bringing a delegation. And uh, uh, I met, he. so when I was over there, I told you uh, uh, during the last show, they were celebrating their 1,250th anniversary. And that was uh, um, whenever we had a delegation go over there because um, we're part of the Sister Cities program. Yes. And they were having their election uh, and the new Lord Mayor, um, I met him. He was a candidate at the time. Uh, they have um, they have uh, term limits of two terms, six year terms. So um, I'd gotten to know the the Lord Mayor bef- prior to him. So this will be the first time he's come over uh, to Mooresville. But we're excited. Yeah, they'll be here in October. That is very exciting and exciting. The titles too, Lord Mayor. Lord that sounds Mayor. like a whole other, whole another level of official <laughs> that is. we have going on over there. 
So we're excited to welcome them in October. But before that, we've got several things coming up in town. And one of them happens this mm. Wednesday. We have an open house uh, tomorrow yep. for our building permitting inspections department. The One Mooresville Center. We've At the One so Mooresville Center. so excited to... To open that up and get everybody up and running. Super excited. And as a part of that, our special guest today is here to talk more about building permitting inspections, which I feel like I'm going to have to shorten to BPI for the sake of this show. Tommy Rowland, welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, your title is Director of Building Permitting and Inspections. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. What does that entail? Well, um, I am... Obviously, the director of the building permitting inspections department. Mm-hmm. Um, been tasked with building a department for the town of Mooresville to take over inspections from Iredell County. So you are building a building department. And we're building a building inspections department. Very good. <laughs> so what all does building inspections do and oversee? I mean, the name kind of explains itself. Right. You inspect building projects, construction projects, but... Is there anything else that we're missing here? Anything else that the the layperson should know kind of about what you, what the building permitting inspections world does? So we're, we are charged with um, enforcing the North Carolina building codes Mm -hmm. and primarily that's life safety issues, but it's not just life safety. It goes well beyond life safety. Um, We are responsible for handicap accessibility, um, even get into air quality Uh, Of course, there's fire safety, which we tie in with the fire department on that, electrical safety. Sure. um, Even uh, egress from a building so that you can get out of a building as fast as possible. So there's a lot of aspects within the building code. And you work very closely with the fire marshal's office. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Yes. The building code and the fire code are uh, deeply intertwined with each other. And... Your department would be in charge of making sure or hoping to prevent incidences um, like natural gas explosions or uh, fires where buildings um, collapse and people are trapped inside. Your department is in charge of making sure that there are proper exits, as you said, the egress. Uh, there are proper sprinkler systems. The fire marshal will be in charge of that, that structurally the building is sound. Yes. Is that correct? Um, so, you know, obviously life safety is our primary goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that we uh, save lives before incidents happens. You're on uh, the front end. Yeah, we're on the front end. That's right. Um, so it, we try to prevent anything like this house explosion from happening. Now, of course, I don't know what the particulars of that was. Exactly. And not making any judgments or calls or, or statements anyway, but right. just using it as an example. Right. Prevent things like this from happening. Right. But we, we ensure that, uh, you know, buildings have clear egress uh, so that you can evacuate the building, uh, working sprinkler systems, stuff like that. And that in turn will, you know, provide the safety Uh, mechanisms for the occupants of that building on down the road. Now, how long have you been in the building permitting and inspections world? Um, I started in inspections in 2000, so I'm going, pushing into my 24th year of inspections. Oh, congratulations. So it's been a long time. 
And you recently joined the town. You're still a new-ish employee, if you will. Right. Um, where were you before um, you joined the town? Where did you spend those 23-ish years and multiple agencies all around? I've worked uh, I've worked for a couple of different uh, jurisdictions, Hickory and uh, City of Gastonia. But most recently, before I came here, I worked at Mecklenburg County Inspections for almost 15 years. Oh, wow. So you've got a lot of different experience with different size agencies and, and have learned a lot, I'm sure, from all of your time, all of your almost 24 years. Yes, it's a, it's a wide variety of knowledge. Very good. Well, we are so glad to have you on the team. And coming up in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit more about BPI, how that got started, how you've built out your team, and more of what um, you do. But just a reminder to any of our listeners, if you want to call in, 844-STUDIO-4. Happy to take questions or calls, and we will be back in a few moments. Welcome back to Hometown Hour. If you're just tuning in, um, welcome and good Tuesday morning. You're listening to Megan Suber with the Town of Mooresville, Mayor Miles Atkins, and Tommy Rowland, our Building, Permitting, and Inspections Department Director. Welcome. That is, that is a mouthful, Tommy. It is. So when we went to break, we were talking a little bit more about what building, permitting, and inspections is. Um, tell me a little bit more before we get into how you um, built this department, because this is a brand new department for it the is. town. It is. Um, before we get into that, tell me a little bit more about what your department does to serve the community. Like, how does this affect the average person? Of course, we know commercial development. Um, you're going to go out and inspect that, make sure there's life safety, mm -hmm. everything's correct with that. But with your average person, um, if I'm going to DIY a deck... Do I need to call inspections to come out and, and look at that? Um, and for the record, everyone out there, I'm not going to DIY a deck. That is not what I do. I do. But <laughs> if someone was, at what point um, do they need to reach out to their local inspections department? Um, and if you're living in the town of Mooresville and listening to this, you need to reach out to Tommy's department. Mm -hmm. So we... Um if somebody was going to build a deck, um, what we would be looking for, they would need a permit. Even if it's a homeowner doing it themselves, there's a, um, a large misconception that if you do it yourself, you don't need a permit. You do need a permit to, to do it. Um, that does a couple of things. One, it, um, it makes a, a documented record that the deck was built. Um, it was inspected. It was inspected to code. It was... It documents that it was built correctly. Uh, the tax office also uses those um, records mm -hmm. to assess the value of your home. So if you do an addition or you do a deck or some, or even a, a, add a swimming pool, they use those records to, and that helps to increase the value of your home. And when you go to sell it, and it when, helps. And when you go to sell it, uh, if you don't have those permits, a lot of the home uh, inspectors can pick up on that, and that can cause some issues when for your closing if you don't have proper permits for work that's being done at your home. This so, is good to know. Future thinking. It is. <laughs> Very good. Well, 
tell us more about starting a department because this department, like I said, is brand new for the town. Right. And uh, you are going to take over permitting within town corporate limits, town of Mooresville corporate limits. You're going to take over permitting from Iredale County on September 5th. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been growing this baby department? And how how are you how did this come about, basically? Um, I think my understanding is that the town has been discussing this for a while. Uh, I think it even goes back for a couple of years. So. We had to give right. the county a two-year notice that yeah. we were going to bring this in-house. Sure. So this is not something that you said just last week. Hey, let's do a building permitting inspections department because we just want to take that on in life. Yeah, no, we did it because we we identified the need to streamline the process to make it easier and uh, more aligned and more collaboration and more partnership with um, whether it's with the development community, um, commercial, residential, a homeowner wanting to do something because they were having to run up and down the interstate going to Raleigh, going to Statesville every time they needed something. So I think response time, mm-hmm. streamlining the process, better communication, greater control uh, of the of the process um, makes it easier for the, the consumer. Absolutely, especially the average um, resident, if they are DIYing or a small contractor doing a residential type project, that makes it so much easier. I'm sure some of our large contractors and um, agencies are used to some of the the footwork and everything else, but it really helps out at all levels, but helps out the the smaller projects. Yeah, so really glad that the town board um, decided that they wanted to move in that direction. And Mm -hmm. so that process, and we had been discussing it for years, uh, but when we finally decided to move forward with it, um, you know, we had to give the county a two-year notice, and we've been working ever since to to get Tommy mm-hmm. and uh, here and to build this department. And so we're super excited about it. And so when did you join the town, Tommy, officially? So I joined the town on January 30th, um, and I was immediately given the task of starting to build out this department. And with, you absolutely have, with, let me tell you. <laughs> with the goal of uh, being able to provide, um, you know, exceptional customer service, streamline the process, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit um, shortly. But, um, you know, while Iredale County has done a great job with the inspections, the town felt that we could push it a little bit further and have a lot of the stuff in-house. So, um, you know, we have one permit application, one submittal, and for like your residential or your commercial projects, and that will go to not only my department, but it goes to planning and zoning. It goes to fire, and we do those reviews simultaneous. So we're able to streamline, cut out some of the processing time, and uh, you know, and we're here. We're local in town, so uh, you know, we know the community a little bit, and uh, that way we can collaborate with the development community and work with them on uh, you know these future projects that's coming in. That's great. And having that communication, because I know you are in one Mooresville Center Mm -hmm. and your office is literally in the same large space as um, community 
and development planning and the fire marshal's office, mm-hmm. you could probably shout from one end of your office area to the other end we, if you really needed to. And we do sometimes. Uh, so the concept there is it's a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, if customer, uh, you know, submits a project, we're all right there together. So we can work collaboratively and, you know, process the permit application or the plan review uh, effectively and efficiently. Wonderful. And so we can learn more about that and visit the one-stop shop tomorrow. Right, at the open house. At the open house, 10 to 2. Is that right? Drop in. 10 to 2, drop in. Stay the whole time if you want to, but probably drop in. Right. It's very, uh, very uh, informal. We're just going to have casual conversation with the staff so that you can learn all about our process, meet the staff. Now, I know you've mentioned software Uh, Mm -hmm. that's going to be involved in this process. Will you have that up and running so that people can look at it and see what they're going to be using in the future? Right. We'll have a couple of, we'll have several monitors up with the software so that they can see it. Um, You can even register for the software. If you're a new user, we'll have, you can do that while you're there too. Um, We have some tutorials that we've put on our webpage on how to submit projects um, to give the public a, a better understanding of this Sure. Software. It is a little different than what Iredale County is using, but uh, we think with the streamlined process, it's going to be well worth the change. Can you talk a little bit about, so if you have a project with the county now, mm-hmm. um, what does that look like? And if someone wants to wait and, and make sure that it's all done in-house with you, mm-hmm. when when should they plan on sitting down with you? Okay, so um, our transition agreement with Iredale County is that uh, Iredale County can issue permits up to close of business on September 1st. That's on a Friday. Okay. Uh, September 5th is after a long Labor Day weekend. We figured that was a great demarcation area. And when we open for business on September 5th, we'll start issuing permits at that time. Um, Before that, we'll probably open the portal to start receiving applications uh, the week before. So Mm -hmm. somewhere around August 28th or 29th. So sure. if they want to, if someone wants to go ahead and submit and have us review it, uh, they can submit there. We just would not be able to issue the permits until September fifth. Okay. But we can go ahead and get it in the system and start some uh, plan review or processing the application. So just to review for clarity, if my project was permitted under Iredell County previously, even if it's in Town of Morseville corporate limits, right, I don't have to reapply for a permit. Do not. So whatever is permitted with Iredell County up to close of business September first stays with Iredale County until that project is complete. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So we were talking a little bit earlier about craziest inspection story as we close out this segment. Do you have one you could share with us? Uh, Yeah, uh, it was many years ago. I went to do an electrical inspection at a house, and uh, the gentleman was building an addition, and it was, you know, he was doing a lot of the work himself, and he'd done a lot of research on it. Um, but he had got some advice from a big box store. I'm not going to say which one. Uh, and, uh, you know, went there to do an electrical inspection and it was wired with like lamp cord. And oh gosh. yeah, I was like, um, you know, I, it, I hated to tell him that, that that wasn't correct. And he's like, well, they, they said it was fine at the store. And so I'm not denying that they did, but it's, doesn't meet code. So, uh, unfortunately, he had to re- unfortunately he had to replace um, all that wiring that he had done. 
man. Luckily, the lamp cord, you know, back then was pretty cheap, so it wasn't it wasn't a great deal, but it was it was still it'd replace it though. Well, hopefully that prevented any type of electrical fire at his house, though. Well, that's that's what we're here for. And we are glad you're here for it, Tommy. We'll be back in just a few moments. Um, anyone with questions for uh, building permitting inspections or any other town questions, call 844-STUDIO-4. Happy to talk to you this morning. Welcome back to the Hometown Hour. If you're just joining us, happy Tuesday. You're listening to Megan Suber from the town of Mooresville with Mayor Miles Atkins and Tommy Rowland, our Building Permitting and Inspections Director. Now, before the break, Tommy, we were talking about the BPI department, mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm making my way through saying building permitting inspections fairly well. I haven't stumbled on it too much, but that's still a mouthful. It is a long time. It, it is. Uh, we were talking a little bit about how it serves a community, the whole process, why we are taking over inspections and permitting from Iredale County, but we haven't really talked through the process that individuals that are applying for permits and inspections uh, with the town. How will that work? Well, let me start with how it works right now. Sure. Okay. So currently, if someone wants to build a deck or an addition onto their house, and I'm just going to keep the project small, but I mean, this would apply if you wanted to build a, a brand new house mm -hmm. or a commercial building. Um, currently, you have to submit to zoning uh, with the town, mm -hmm. and they have to review it and approve it. And then you can move to Iredale County and do submissions for the building permit process there. Uh, what we've done by bringing the department in-house with the town, we've been able to integrate planning, building, and fire all into the same process, the same application. So instead of submitting the zoning and then taking it to Iredale County, they do one submission through our online portal, mm -hmm. and it automatically goes to zoning, fire, and building all simultaneously. We do the reviews simultaneously, so it will cut some time off of that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So as someone said, time is money. So uh, we've tried to make it as efficient as we can. Um, and that way, uh, you know, all the departments work together. We're all in the same building also. So if there's an issue or uh, there's a question about something, I could just walk down and talk to, uh, you know, someone in the planning department or someone in the fire marshal's office and, you know, hopefully get it resolved pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it really, I think it's going to be um, really helpful because, you know, sometimes I, I get calls where people are are wanting to blame the town for something. It's like, well, that's a county issue. It's not the town's and mm -hmm. the county, you know. So I think the finger pointing or the misunderstandings, what happens now it's all under one roof, and if they call, I can always then call Tommy and say, yeah. hey, what's the deal? What's going and, on, yeah. And we can find out and get answers as opposed to, is this a county issue? Is it a town issue? What's going on? So I think it's going to be very um, beneficial for you. Yeah, and to your point, time is money, definitely is for money. The, the bigger projects and the bigger contractors that are working on things, mm -hmm. but also for the small DIY projects that we were referencing earlier. 
it makes the process, it's, or it sounds like it's going to make the process so much easier that you're not going to have to know, oh, I have to go here and do this first before I can do this step, which is at another location. And then what if I get the order wrong? Then I have to start back from square one. So very good um, service that we're going to be offering the residents of Mooresville or anyone who wants to do a um, construction project within Mooresville. Right. We want to be a resource for the community. We don't want to be a burden for the community. So, you know, we don't want them to say, oh, it's the building inspections department. You know, we want, we want oh, to. Oh, it's, yeah, building, it's inspections. building inspections. Uh, you know, but, you know, we want to be able to help the community to, to build a, um, to build the community and build a safe community on it. So, and I think uh, as our listeners continue to find out as they meet different uh, folks who work for the town that this is really what we're all about is high amenities community, customer service is 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 top on our list, and we want to keep raising the bar to make sure that we can pro- provide the level of service and the quality of service that our citizens expect. Absolutely. Well, again, the open house, if you um, are just joining us or just joined us in this segment, we are going to have an open house for BPI at the One Mooresville Center. And that is actually tomorrow from 10 to 2. That address is 750 West Iredale Avenue in Mooresville. And you can come meet Tommy, meet the BPI staff. You can meet planning and community development and also, hopefully, the fire marshal's office will be there. Don't know if we'll have any fire marshal Woody dolls available, but <laughs> those did come in last week, so we're happy to to have those now and start giving those out for any listeners who may remember our segment with Fire Marshal Woody a couple weeks ago. So, Tommy, you are still, as you mentioned, fairly new with the town. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you love about working with the town? Well, as I stated earlier, I, I started out... Um, I've worked for like the city of Hickory, the city of Gastonia, and um, we. I started out. I came from a small, commu- a smaller community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to work for Mecklenburg. It was a great place to work for, um, but I really enjoy the smaller community feel here. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's you know it's coworkers, but I mean like you know we're all you know friends, and it's like you know. Um, an estranged family, in a way. Estranged <laughs> <laughs> family, how funny. And now, you've built out your department since January. Yes. How many people are in BPI right now? So, we are a department of nine currently. Um, we have a couple of positions, but we're where we need to be to start operations. Uh, we have a couple of positions to go, uh, depending on, you know, how the workload is and everything. Uh, we are very dedicated to being very efficient with our resources and, uh, you know, because uh, we work for the community, so we want to make sure that we are as efficient as we can with the resources that we have. And I know from um, being in multiple meetings with you previously, I know that your department has a wide variety of certifications, mm-hmm. meaning you can inspect a lot of things. Tell me a little bit more about that, because I don't speak the the uh, building permitting language. So um, in the state of North Carolina, there's actually three levels of certifications that an inspector can get. Uh, level one is pretty much residential. Um, and then level three is like your larger buildings, like um, like high rises or, you know, half a million square foot warehouses, uh, hospitals, stuff like that. Sure. The level two is kind of everything that's in between level one and, and the level three. So out of all of our staff, um, Currently, I think that we have a total of 17 level three certifications 
Oh. between all the staff. And is that just like one overarching level three certification or is there a level three certification for electrical, a level three certification for plumbing, a level three certification for another term that Megan Super doesn't know? So there's four, there's four trades that okay. we primarily inspect in. It's building, electrical, mechanical, and plumbing. And each trade has multiple levels, the one, two, and three. Sure. So um, looking across all the trades and all of our staff, that's where that 17 comes from. Mm -hmm. And we also have about, um, I think it's eight level twos. So we're, we were very lucky. We have a very uh, well-educated staff. Uh, it's got a lot of certifications. It sounds like it. Um, like I said, I, I don't speak the building permitting inspections language, but it sounds very impressive and sounds like you guys are ready to hit the ground running. Now, what kind of turnaround time can somebody expect from you? Because I know just being out in the community, I've always heard, oh, with the inspections, you never know when you're going to get it. It mm -hmm. could be 24 hours. It could be three weeks. Well, um our goal when we start inspections is that if you call in today, uh, you know, we're going to get it. Uh, it's going to go on the schedule for tomorrow. So our cutoff time would be 8 p.m. Sure. That's what we're setting up for. Um, you know, the state gives us two days, um, but that's the state's deadline. So ours is, you know, next day turnaround. Um, and I think that we would be able to accomplish that. Great. Um, so... You talked about one thing working about the town that you really love um, working here. What about um, the other departments in the town? Is there one that's really stood out or have they all really been supportive of working with you? Um, just going back to that that uh, family functionality yeah. that you feel. No, I think they've all been really great. Um, so. Coming from Mecklenburg, we were it was so large there, you had to like submit a ticket or send an email. You know, there was not really any person-to-person -person interaction between the departments. Mm -hmm. um, here it's been really great. If I had a question, I could just go to HR and talk to somebody there, or IT has been great. All the departments have been great. Um, I'm sure they probably got a little annoyed at me because, you know, <laughs> under a deadline to, you know, put a whole department together in uh, about six months. So um but no, everybody's been super great and super helpful. Awesome. It's good to hear. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that in our next segment. Um, if you're interested in joining this family that is the town of Mooresville, you can always go to mooresvillenc.gov slash HR and see openings, maybe even openings in uh, Tommy's world. We'll be back in a few. Welcome back to the Hometown Hour on this lovely Tuesday. You're listening to Megan Suber from the town of Mooresville with Mayor Miles Atkins and special guest Tommy Rowland from our Building Permitting and Inspections Department. Y'all have got a big day tomorrow with the open house at the One Mooresville Center. So excited to welcome in the community. We are. And let them see all the the great cohesion, if we can use that term, that's going on now between Building Permitting Inspections, uh, planning and community development, and also the fire marshal's office. Mm -hmm. Great setup there. So, Tommy, I know in um, some meetings I've been in with you before, you've talked about building code mm -hmm. and how that is the minimum. And that that is set by who? Is that set by Tommy Rowland? Is that set by the state? Is that set by a federal agency? How does that work? So mm, the there's a state of all, uh, state 
Um, yeah. The office of the state fire marshal. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like over the inspections department, and they're between us and the building code council. Uh, okay. The building code council is actually the ones that um, adopt the code. Sure. We're on a six-year code cycle currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what you're referring to is, um, so the code um, is the minimum legal standard that you can construct to in North Carolina. So that... You that must is, follow the code. Is, well, it, it is the minimum standard. You yes. can go above it. You just can't go below it. That's sure. Right. So, uh, so that's when you have projects or um, things that you've denied, you know, and people get angry with you or angry with your staff, it's not your staff saying, hey, you can't use um, the example that you have before. You can't use this lamp wire mm-hmm. to wire your house with. This is not safe. This is a life safety issue. This does not meet the code set by the state agency. Right. Correct. So there's there's no code county to county or municipality. Uh, you know, the code, uh, like when I was uh, other municipalities, we get calls. So what's your what code are you using there? It's the state code. It's, it's one code. We're across using the code. The one code. code to rule them all. It's the uh, it's the code across you know the entire state. Now there are things in the code that can be interpreted differently depending on who reads them. That's the that is the role of the office of the state fire marshal. So if I read it one way and you as a customer read it another, mm-hmm. it can be you don't like my decision, that's fine. You can appeal it and eventually it would get up to the office of the state fire marshal or one of their code consultants would make a ruling on it. Um, even then if Someone, there's still a further appeal process that it can be appealed to the Building Code Council and then all the way up to the Superior Court of North Carolina if it had to go that far. And how often does something like that happen? Uh, it happens um, It happens occasionally. I've seen it go that far a few times in my career. Usually once it gets to the Office of State Fire Marshal, um, it's resolved. So either, um, either they'll... Uh, rule one way or the other, or mm-hmm. there's a compromise somewhere in the middle that's, you know, come up with. And it's important to remember, and some of our listeners may not be aware, particularly if they, they joined us um, just recently, the building code is in place to help with life safety mm-hmm. concerns and making sure you've got sprinklers, making sure your structure is constructed um, with the correct materials so that you won't um, have a collapse, making sure that you've got all the egress or the exit um, routes available and, and all of those good things. So it's not just someone saying, well, we, we don't like sticks. You have to build your house out of bricks. Right, right. Now, what about what about um, historic properties? Because I know Mooresville, particularly downtown Mooresville, has a lot of historic properties. How does building code work for those? Because trying to retrofit or upfit a hundred-year-old property, mm-hmm. I bet that can be a little bit challenging. So there's a couple of things that go with historic properties. Uh, one, before 1936, there was no building codes. So anything that was built before... That was the DIY Wild Wild West. That was the Wild Wild West. <laughs> So before 1936, uh, if a house was constructed, uh, it was not constructed any uh, any type of a building code. And the codes today recognize that. So um, if it's a truly historic property, like on a registry or something, uh, local registry, state registry, then um, 
most of the, the technical code is not mandatory. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you still have to make sure that it's safe to occupy, you know, if someone's going to live in it. Um, a lot of them convert historic buildings to office spaces because it's a lot easier to preserve it once it's uh, like an office space or something like that. Um, of course, the the historic commission will tell you what you can do on the outside. Sure. Uh, sometimes on the inside, too. I've seen that a couple of times. But usually, like, uh, if it's an historic home and somebody wants to renovate it, they can renovate their bathroom. Um, of course, they have to go through the historic commission and get permission and all that. Um, and we would look at it, you know, is this safe? Um, does it function? Is it going to cause an issue? Even though the code is not mandatory, we use it as a guideline for that. Absolutely. And I know, Mayor, you live in a historic home. I have worked in a historic home and never lived in one, so I can't speak to your experience, but they can be an interesting creature. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they at the house that I worked in, it was 105 years old, and trying to retrofit that with HVAC was a huge challenge, and despite um, best efforts and window units in each office area, it could still get pretty toasty up in there. You right. were still feeling the 105-year-old heat. And for something like that, you're, you know, it, they don't want to tear open the walls and put insulation and stuff in. So um, a lot of those was built, you know, at a time when they heated a home with fireplaces and wood stoves. And so, opened the front and back door and let and, the breeze go through. Yeah, so the energy, um, the energy was cheap, you know, because you just could chop more firewood. And so it didn't have... Uh, insulation, if it did, you know, it was usually like old newspaper or something like that. And a lot of that's deteriorated over a hundred years. So it's not, and they don't want to tear those walls open to put insulation in. So that is the, the downfall of trying to add HVAC or some kind of heating system to a historic home like that. Absolutely. And Mayor, I know you're working on a project right now at your own house. I am. But I tell you, it really takes um, real craftsmen and people that are used to working on older homes. My home is, uh, was built in 1909. And so I'm having uh, the slate roof repaired and hidden gutters and downspouts and a lot of carpentry work done. But uh, my house is a local historic landmark. And so I have to go through the uh, town to get a certificate of appropriateness to mm -hmm. make these maintenance repairs, so to speak. And uh, any any changes, if I were to make, I would have to go through the Historic Preservation Commission to get approval um, if I were to change any of the appearance of the house exteriorly. But um, at this point, it's all staff-driven. But again, that's because my house is a local landmark. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say it looks great. I drove by the other day and I saw the work that they have been doing. And it's, it's I'm very excited. I actually had a, a, a lady stop by and say, I'm so glad that you're renovating your house. It's, and I said, I am super excited. She goes, I'm excited for you. So when it's all said and done, it's going to look spectacular. Yeah, a lot of the construction techniques that was um, used for homes like that have been lost over the years. So that's the, that's the sad part about, you know, in construction industry is a lot of that knowledge is gone. Yeah, it is. And actually, some of the wood trim, mm -hmm. uh, you can't find that in any, any, it's having to be specially milled to match the rest of the trim. Oh, wow. So it's that detailed. So I'm really happy with my contractors. And it, I had to go through, I went through eight roofers to try to find someone that would work on it. And I finally found someone that knew what they were doing and took it on. So I'm excited. Awesome. Can't wait to see the finished product. Me too. 
So, Tommy, anything else you want to add? Have people come see you tomorrow? Just come out to the open house, drop in, you know, and we'll, me and the staff will be there, um, ready to answer any questions, um, show you the new software. And again, that's 10 to 2 at the One Morrisville Center, which is 750 West Iredell Avenue. Look forward to seeing everyone there, whether you're a residential DIY person or whether you are a um, big contractor. Mm -hmm. Come out and see us tomorrow. We also have several things coming up on Saturday. It's National Dog Day. Did you know that, Mayor? I did not know that. And we are going to have an event at Cornelius Road Park through our Parks and Rec Department from 9 to 11. And I understand that our canine teams are going to be out there to do a demo as well. Oh, that'll be cool. So that'll be exciting. Definitely plan on being out there. And wanted to make sure everyone knows... Our Citizens Academy is still accepting applications. Don't want to miss out on that. For one more week. Now, this is very important. You have to be a resident of the town of Mooresville. Not necessarily have a Mooresville address. You have to live within town of Mooresville corporate limits. And that's just because of how we fund the um, academy. But that is an eight-week commitment. Um, On Wednesdays, 6 to 9 p.m., you get to learn all about the town. Tommy's department, you get to learn about fire rescue, police department, water treatment, wastewater treatment, fleet, streets, everything. And you get a free meal, too. And you get a free meal every week, and it's a good meal because I'm the one that plans it. So if you're interested in that, mooresvillenc.gov slash Citizens Academy. Um, deadline to apply is the 29th of this month, and we max out at 15 participants. Looking forward to having that class start. Yep, you do a great job. Awesome.